You are listening to episode number 27 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to make weight loss feel easy and fun, even during the holidays. I'm master life and weight loss coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Yes, I know. Fun and easy are two words typically not associated with weight loss. I get it. We typically are not using these words in the same sentence unless we are being sarcastic. It's totally normal. That is our perception, that weight loss is hard, that it's drudgery, that it's a pain, that it's not easy, that it's difficult, that it's to be dreaded. And that's because we are doing it wrong. The real problem is that we have gone to war with food, and that is the crux of this issue, is we have made weight loss harder on ourselves than it needs to be. And so this is something that I address and I spend a lot of time addressing in the workshop, Savor the Holidays. So there are still two days and times that you can join me live, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern and Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. And even if you can't make it live, I would still encourage you to sign up and register because you will get a replay at the end. And this is something that I spend a lot of time on within this workshop is really how do we create a weight loss process and program that works for us, which basically means we need to throw everything out the window, like everything that we have ever learned about diets and food rules and what's good and bad and right and wrong. We basically need to let it all go. And that's hard. We have been conditioned to have these certain thoughts about what foods are good and bad, what I should and shouldn't eat. That's how most diets thrive is they tell you, well, eat this, not that. And that just sets you up for failure because when we look at a diet working, when I talk about a diet that works, it means that you lose the weight and you never gain it back. Never. And so that does not typically happen for, I would say, 95% of the population, if not more. They are either, one, not able to lose the weight or lose as much weight as they want Two, they can lose the weight, but then they gain it back maybe three to six months later. So if it takes them three months to lose 30 pounds, well, they gain the 30 pounds right back three months later. And then the other group is they may be able to lose that 30, 40, 50 pounds, but over the next one to two years, it slowly comes back on and now they're still gaining more weight. And so we find that even if it's not an immediate weight gain, it still was not a sustainable process in which they were losing the weight. So it is inevitably going to come back because how you get there is how you must stay there. It's what you have to keep going in order to keep the weight off. And not only are our bodies going to respond and adjust in different ways, but now our psychology is also changing because it's often tapping into things like our willpower. And when we are not aware of the excuses and justifications and the permission giving thoughts to eat, especially when we're not hungry, That's when we then start overeating or emotional eating. And this comes out a lot during the holidays is people pleasing to eat. So now not only am I eating to soothe my own emotions, but I'm now eating to try and please other people. And hopefully that they don't get, I'm hoping that they don't get mad or they don't get upset or that they like me more or all these different things. So now it's like this dual action of I'm trying to eat to solve other people's emotions. That's also not healthy or helpful. 
So when we talk about weight loss during the holidays, it's the exact same method that I teach when it comes to weight loss any other time of year. The only difference is that we have slightly different circumstances, so we have slightly different thoughts. So when it comes to these permission-giving thoughts to eat, a lot of times we still have thoughts like, I worked out really hard today, or I had a really long, stressful day, I deserve it, it would be rude not to eat this, I don't want to hurt her feelings. That can come out a lot during the holidays too. You might be thinking, I just want to relax. It could be things like, well, everyone else is eating, I don't want to feel left out, I don't want to be the oddball. Or it could be like, screw it, I've already blown my diet anyways, I'll just start again in January. Now, instead of starting again on Monday or, you know, at the next month, now we're just, you know, pushing it out to the next year. It could be, too, that I only get this food once a year, so I better enjoy it now. Better get it while the getting's good. This is often what happens. It could also be thoughts around, I don't want to make things difficult. So now it's not just, well, I'll eat in order to please other people. It's, I'll eat so that I'm not difficult. I'll eat these foods even though I don't really want to and maybe have a different eating style throughout the year. But I don't want to make things difficult or harder. I don't want to be a nuisance or a burden. Or we have these different thoughts about trying to solve other people's emotions for them without recognizing that we can only take control of our own thoughts and emotions and we have to give other people the permission to think and feel whatever they want. And this can be tricky and hard, especially when it comes to other things outside of food like religion or politics or COVID, all of these things, right? Don't typically talk about that stuff, but that comes up in real life and I get to have my own thoughts and feelings about those topics just like my friends and my family members also get to have their own thoughts and feelings about it. I am now not trying to please them or appease them and I get to let them be and I get to love them just the way that they are. And so that takes a lot. That's a side tangent. But <laughs> but when it comes to the holidays and holiday weight loss, this is where we really want to be on the lookout for these excuses and justifications. Now, the reason why we often have them is typically because we are restricting throughout the year. So often what I see happening is that women will be losing weight, they'll be feeling good, especially as spring break hits and summer break, and they're thinking like, oh, I'm going to be at the beach, I'm going to be in a bathing suit, I better make sure that I'm like looking good. I'm going to do this low-carb diet. I'm going to do keto. I'm going to do the 75 hard challenge. I'm going to do all these different things in order to drop the weight. So I'm going to cut, restrict, deprive. I'm going to exercise more and eat less is typically like the fallback of what we are trying to, to do in order to lose the weight. That's often our methodology and our philosophy. But then... Oh, holiday Hannah comes out and girl, she is ready to party, right? She like, she wants to get it on. This is the time where all the rules go out the window. It's time to relax. It's time to have fun. It's time to celebrate. And we go through this cycle where we've now lost weight. Maybe we're still losing or we're maintaining, but then the weight starts to creep back on and it comes back up. And then we wind up early January having gained back all the weight that we had worked so hard to lose. And it's things like birthdays and anniversaries and things that we were previously either not conditioned to deal with. And it's our thoughts about them. It's not so much that there was a birthday. It's that there was this extra birthday cake that you told yourself, I don't want to waste it. So I'll just make sure that I eat it myself. Otherwise, it's going to go to waste. Girl, I want you to know right now, you can freeze that shit. Put it in the freezer. You can save the cake. I saved my baby shower cake for months. <laughs> and it was delicious. I loved it. And I loved, enjoyed, really enjoyed being able to eat a little bit of that cake like every couple of days. And I knew that it wasn't a problem. 
right? So it's things like that. It's things like anniversaries. This is a special occasion. This only comes around once a year. We only have this food once a year. Why can you not make this any other time of year? If this is food that you actually enjoy, eat it more regularly. This is the problem is that we get into these all or nothing extremes is that now I'm off the wagon. So now it's screw it. I already blew the month. Might as well start over and right. I'll start over later. But for most of us, we get into it's like Halloween bleeds into November. Then we've got Thanksgiving's right at the end of the month. Nobody's going to start a diet at the beginning of December. Not when we've got all these holiday parties and cookie swaps and exchanges and different events. It's like, no, we're going to start over next year, please. I am not bothering with this because in our mind, we think that weight loss means that we cannot have that, that we have to restrict and deprive and cut out our favorite foods. That is ultimately the problem is that we are at war with food. So in order to make weight loss feel easy, in order to make it feel fun and relaxed and effortless, we have to end the war with food, which the primary concept is that food is no longer good or bad. When we stop moralizing food, we can stop moralizing ourselves. And that's really important because when food is good or bad and now I eat it, now I'm telling myself like, I was so bad last night. I totally had three chocolate chip cookies. Or I was so good last night. I did not have any pasta and I only had a salad. So now I am good or bad based off of what I ate. And we have to be so aware and conscious of how this leads into these other things because, hey, when I'm bad, screw it. If I've already ruined the day, like why keep punishing myself with these restrictive diet rules? I'll just start over tomorrow. I'll just start over next week. I've told this many times, but if we have this idea or this concept of, oh, I have to stick with this plan. And if I don't, then I'm I'm not going to lose weight this week. And now it's Wednesday and I'm not going to lose weight for the week because somebody told me, oh, I have to stick with this plan. And if I don't, no weight loss for you. Screw it. Why would I keep trying to hit this diet plan and restrict and deprive if I'm not going to get anything? No, I'll, I'll start over on Monday. But now I've got five days where I'm like, eh, screw it. Like, I'm not starting till Monday. That's not helpful. <laughs> we throw away the day. We throw away the week. We throw away the rest of the year when we can focus on saving it. And the key problem is that we think there are certain foods we can and can't eat. That is what this all comes down to. When we are at war with food, we think that certain foods are good or bad. Certain foods are evil. Certain foods are toxic. The only bad foods that I would even consider would be anything that you physically have a negative response to. So it's bad if my sister eats kiwis because her throat closes up and she can't breathe. That's probably a bad food for her. But even so, I usually wouldn't even encourage her to say that it was a bad food. I would tell her to say, you know what? I'm choosing not to eat kiwis because I like to breathe. <laughs> like it's very common. Okay, very common sense. I know I, a, a lot of people who they have things like gluten sensitivities or celiac disease or, or these other issues where they're like, nope, I'm good. I do not want to have stomach issues. I do not want to be on the toilet all day tomorrow. I'm going to say no to that. And that's so much more empowering than saying, I can't have it. It's a bad food. I shouldn't be eating that. We take back our power. We stop giving food all of the power because food is not the problem, honey. You are. Just like I am my own problem. Food is not my problem. I am. It's my thoughts and my excuses, my justifications to eat when I am not truly hungry. What we want is a program, a process where we can achieve the physical results that we want, where we can change our body composition, where we can eat the foods that we love year round, where we can start to feel good in our own bodies, physically, emotionally, 
And we've got to do it in a way that works with our psychology instead of against it. So we need to understand how our brain works, understand how it operates, and start to work with our brain and not trying to keep fighting it, which means not using willpower. Anytime that you have any kind of weight loss plan, diet program, whatever it is, if you need willpower, it's not going to be sustainable, period. You will gain the weight back, always. What we need to do is, number one, focus on ending the war with food. So we now decrease the intensity and the emotion around food. So we stop calling it good or bad. And we start looking at how is all food good? All food is on the plan. All food is available. And it's not a never can I ever or I better get it while it getting good. We have to be so aware and conscious of all the things that we are telling ourselves to eat when we're not hungry, to overeat, and to eat foods that, you know, maybe we could do without, which means that we have to get clear on what are the foods that we even like. I love Brussels sprouts and trying Brussels sprouts from different restaurants. There are some places that I like better than others. There are some that I've had that have been super soggy and gross, and I was like, (laughs) not ordering that again. Also, give yourself permission to not eat the foods that you don't like. I am not a fan of eggplant. You will never catch me buying one of those in the store. Not, I I just, yeah, I don't like it. And that's okay. I eat plenty of other vegetables. I do not have to worry and stress about not eating eggplant. Luckily, that's not in a whole lot of, it's not a cool, like fancy, hip thing to be eating these days. I don't know. But even if it was, I would not be doing that because I don't like it. I've had it in some recipes, and if somebody cooks it, I'll usually try it. But for the most part, I don't. And that's all right. It's not a problem. I enjoy sweets. I would probably rather have a cookie than a piece of bread. But there are times when I get in the mood for something like a waffle or a pancake, even if it just has butter. It doesn't even need syrup. So really just looking at, am I allowing these foods that I enjoy on a regular basis? That is the key here, is that we incorporate food that we enjoy because when we decrease the restriction, we decrease the binging and the overeating. This is how we make weight loss easy. This is how we make it fun is by eating the foods that we actually enjoy and by learning how to change our thoughts and the thought process around certain foods being good or bad, especially when it comes to things like low fat is good or low calorie is good or low carb is good or low sugar is good or so often we moralize the food and then we moralize ourselves. I was so good because I walked 10,000 steps and I didn't have anything sweet today. And here's the thing. We need to be proud of ourselves. Yes, absolutely. We need to be praising ourselves, but we should not only be praising ourselves for what we do and don't eat. We need to really start to look at how to change our relationship with ourselves. How do we start to become our best cheerleader? How do we love ourselves more? How do we think and talk better to ourselves on a daily basis? This is how we can end emotional eating is because we stop being such a bitch to ourselves. That's often what ends up happening is we are so mean and critical. Like That is a, a key starting point. But we need to have the foundation of really understanding food and that nothing is bad or off limits. Because this is also going to help with things like cravings and food urges. We'll be able to dig into these other pieces when everything is on the, t- is on the table. And we create this sustainable, enjoyable approach to weight loss that we can actually maintain. Again, it goes back to this whole philosophy and my whole approach, which is what can you do for the rest of your life without hating your life? 
that's what we focus on. And this is going to ebb and flow over time. But we're looking at what can I do consistently? How do I not feel deprived? How do I make sure that I show up and I'm the best version of myself? How do I still fuel my body and put in foods that I actually enjoy and foods that I like what I like? It doesn't mean that I'm always eating pizza and burgers and fries and these typically off-limits foods when you're dieting. It looks like how do I incorporate burgers into my regular weekly plan? How do I incorporate uh, sweet potato fries because I love them or Chick-fil-A fries because they're my favorite fast food fry? How do I start to look at incorporating sweets and being mindful of, hey, if I want to do one sweet a day, really being aware and conscious and not grabbing it just because it's quick and easy and I want something, but really thinking about, okay, am I really going to sit down and enjoy this and savor this, savor the moment? So we can enjoy food during the holidays. The problem is that most of us are just saying F it and F it eating all throughout the week, all throughout the month throughout the rest of the year. We're just saying, screw it. I'm just going to eat it all. Rather than being very conscious and aware of what all is, is going on around us. The other piece with that is also recognizing that we can throw out the entire quarter, the entire month, just because we have a couple of events. And so really being aware and mindful of, okay, if I'm going to eat three meals a day throughout the month of December, that's 90 meals. Now let's say I have five meals out. There's different holiday meals, there's different parties, but there are gonna be five meals out of 90. Girl, like we still have 85 meals that we can work with and make good, smart choices. Five meals out of 90 is not going to do you damage. It is not worth throwing away the entire month for five events, for five meals. We wanna be smart. We wanna look at what do I wanna enjoy? What am I in the mood for? What sounds good? What sounds appetizing? We're going to start to plan things and get on track and really learn how do we shift this relationship with food? How do we change the way that we think about food? And it's by doing this, and this is the work that's going to create a fun, sustainable, lasting weight loss program for you to where it becomes now who you are. It no longer has to be this big thing that you think about or that takes up a ton of time and energy. No, like you change how you operate, how you show up. It is a true lifestyle change. It does not mean that you do a diet for the rest of your life because typically we can't. They're too restrictive. We have to cut out our favorite foods. It does not work long term. And it gets harder and harder to go back to those diets because we need more and more willpower. We need more and more focus. And that just gets tapped and fatigued. And it, it just becomes harder and harder to get back into it. So instead, rather than focusing on how do I lose, you know, 30 pounds in three months, look at what, what if I took those 30 pounds and I lost them over six or seven months? What if I doubled the time? Now, we're getting into the real crux of it all. Now we're getting into why you really want to lose the weight, why you think you have to hurry up and do it faster, why you're not satisfied with yourself, why you're not talking nice to yourself right now. This is what's going to bring it all up is when we start looking at, okay, let's say it takes me six months instead of three. Now what's, what's going to happen? What am I going to be thinking? How am I going to be feeling about myself? What am I telling myself? But we have got to change this relationship with food. We have got to end this war with food. Food is not the problem, babe. You are. And that's a beautiful thing is because when you're the problem, you also get to be the solution. So now it's not anything outside of you. It's you. That's all you need. You just need yourself. 
and maybe a coach or a mentor or somebody who can help you see the lens to the frame that you're in, who can help you see the bigger picture, who can help take that step back and see that 30,000 foot view. That's also very helpful. But at the end of the day, you do not need another smoothie recipe. You don't need another list of rules to follow. You do not need another challenge or 90 day shred or whatever you might see people doing on Pinterest and Instagram, especially as the new year is coming. All you need is you. You are the solution. And that's empowering. You get to take control. You get to control your thoughts. You get to control your feelings. And you get to control what you put in your mouth. That's how we do it. Now, it can be hard. And it might feel a little overwhelming. Or you might be unsure of how do I do this? And how do I start to recognize things? How do I recognize what's a fact versus what's a thought? What do I keep telling myself that's making things harder on myself? How am I getting in my own way and self-sabotaging? So if you'd some help with this, then I would love to chat. I've set aside some time in the next couple of weeks where you can go online. You can visit bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. Find a day and time on my calendar that works for you. And I'm going to set aside this hour where we can talk and get really clear on where you are now, where you want to be in the next six to 12 months, and look at how are you going to get there? Let's build this roadmap and build the plan for how you're going to get there, accounting for the holidays, really looking at December and into next year, into the the new year and through the summer. What's going to be happening? How do we start to craft this plan, a sustainable, realistic approach to food and really start looking at what are the obstacles? What are the challenges? What are your favorite excuses for not losing weight? Things like I deserve it. I worked really hard this week. I just want to relax. I want to unwind, but it was free. I don't want to miss out. That's what we got to work on. And this is your opportunity. So I would love to chat if if you are ready to end the war with food, if you are ready to lose your weight and not fear gaining it back again, if you are ready to go through the holidays and actually savor and relax and enjoy your favorite foods, I can help you. Find a time that works for you and let's chat. Let's get it on the books and let's head into 2022 with momentum and confidence and this assuredness that we don't get with any other diet because all they do is just bring us down with self-doubt and self-criticism and self-loathing. We've got to find another way. And I'll show you how. I hope y'all have a great week. Happy December. So excited to be into this last month of the year. Don't throw it away. We still have 30 days of the year left. You can do it and I can help you. All right, here's to creating the body and life you crave even during the holidays. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.